Welcome, welcome to In the Dark, everyone. Welcome back to my return listeners and welcome to the first time listeners. It's good to have you all. I've had a busy week this week, been working a lot. The heat is getting too hot for Pennsylvania here. It's it's just, oh boy, the weather's just brutal in the summer. But I'm trying to hang in there, staying as cool as I can. Hope you guys are too. Um, had a really great um, interview with Ron Moorhead this week. He is a world-renowned researcher in the Bigfoot, especially with Bigfoot. But Ron's had some other encounters in his life. We even were able to talk about some things that I'm not sure if he's ever really discussed with other interviewers before and um, found out that he has had experiences with some of the paranormal stuff since he was a child. His mother had some things happen, like a, a purse went across the room. I don't know if it was thrown across the room or just ended up across the room. I, you'll hear it in the interview. But he's had some stuff happen to him throughout his life, and he's famous for the Sierra sounds and many other things. So it was a great interview. Um, only problem I had with it was Ron had some people over at his house doing some work for him and throughout the interview you could hear the machinery that they were using like the you know I don't know if they were using you know electric drills or saws or whatever but throughout the interview it was you know something that would come in and out um through the whole thing so I am now working with somebody a um recording guy who's done sound his whole life and he's trying to it, it was so weird my dad said I was telling my dad about it and I said it was so bizarre because I I said you know do you think Richard would be able to um, help me with this clean this up so you don't hear the the machinery like the background noises could be taken out of it and he said why don't you give him a call he owns a recording studio and he's been a musician all his life and he said, um, I, so I, I, I messaged, or I, no, I did call Richard. I called him and spoke with him, and he said that he had just purchased a plug-in for this very thing that he's never had it all the years he's done recording, and this is many decades, and in sound and all that, and he's never had this plug-in, and he bought it just this week or just purchased it, and it's exactly what I need. And I told my dad, and he said, I said, what a bizarre coincidence. And he said, you got a God wink, is what he told me. And I said, wow, that, you know, it's like these little signs that God sends you, I believe, that lets you know that, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of doing what he wants you to do. And here's a little sign from me that this is what you need. Well, by golly, this is what you got. So it was pretty cool. It was, it was really interesting when that kind of stuff happens to you. I really don't believe in, in too much in coincidence. And, you know, I, I just feel like the Lord has been leading me on this path to telling you, you know, the truth and what's out there and what's going on. And, you know, it's just this, this, you know, I'm not here for entertainment. I keep telling you guys this. I'm not, this is not for entertainment. I'm not, you know, I've had some reviews on Apple podcast reviews that, you know, talked about like sound, like the sound wasn't that great. The one guy did. And I was like, you know, I'm not here to worry about sound. I'm not here to worry about, you know, every little thing I say, offending people. Like one woman said, I have a lot of good reviews too, but there's a couple that, you know, kind of hit home. One woman talked about, you know, she didn't like that I linked autism to um, vaccinations. And I was like, listen, I'm here to relay information. I'm here to relay my experiences. I have a grandson that was a normal functioning child. We took him in to get um, vaccines, and he, they had doubled up on his vaccines that day. And he came home, and a week later, he wasn't making eye, talk, eye contact anymore. He wasn't talking anymore. You know, this is something that, you know, it's like somebody goes out and they get they get hit by a car, and they come back, or they they get out of the accident and they're paralyzed. You know that the car paralyzed them. It's the same with my grandson. He went into the doctor's one day, normal. He came home within a week. He wasn't normal anymore. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that there are people, there are children out there that have reactions to certain things, whether it's the mercury they put in, in vaccines, whether it's certain elements to the vaccine. There is a possibility 
I am not saying that that is what caused his autism. Let me make that very clear. I'm not saying that's what caused his autism. I'm relaying to you what happened to us, our experience. And there's many, many, many people out there that are saying the same thing. They took a very normal, functioning, healthy child in to get vaccinated. They came home with a child that is basically retarded. What does that tell you? The, the I don't know what you would call him in Vietnam, whether it's the president or the, you know, whatever their, their name is for the ruler of Vietnam, stated, this is in print, they had no cases of autism until Bill Gates bought, brought his vaccines to their country. What does that tell you? These are facts. Okay, this is my experience. You don't have the right to tell me that I didn't have that experience. You don't have the right to tell me that that didn't happen. You don't have the right to say on, my, on the reviews, shame on you for misinformation. Shame on you for being so close-minded, for telling me that that's not possible when I witnessed it with my own eyes. And right now, they're now coming out with studies from the John Hopkins Center. The researchers there, the scientists, are saying that Tylenol use is linked to autism. Are you going to argue with them too? And they're having uh, a lawsuit with it. They actually contacted us and asked us if we want to be part of the lawsuit and I have to do more research before I decide that. But this is what happened to us. That's all I'm saying. I am not against vaccines in any way as long as they're safe, as long as they're not pumping them full of poisons and mercury and things like that. Everybody on this planet is different. Our bodies are all different. What one person, it, what is okay for one person is not okay for the next. One person can go in and get vaccines and they're perfectly fine. Another person goes in and they've got allergic reactions. Another person goes in, they end up with neurological conditions or whatever. Another person goes in and they die. This happens, guys. Okay, so anybody that, you know, this woman comes on my uh, a review of mine and she says she loved my podcast up until the point where I linked autism to vaccinations. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry that I'm I'm telling you what happened to my family, that we watched this, and now you're calling me, my daughter, my family a liar? You're calling all the scientists out there, the doctors and the researchers out there that do link it a liar because you're so one-sided and closed-minded? Who, who made you an expert? So, in, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I just... I don't want somebody like that on my podcast. I can't even believe a person that close-minded that is sitting there saying they know 100% that that's not true. We don't know 100% anything. It's very rare that there's anything that we know that's 100%, you know, one way. There's so much going on right now, so much information out there. And I believe in in most of the cases – the two sides can be blended together because they're experiences that people are having. So, you know, you got this one group taking one side, another group taking another side, and there shouldn't be sides. It's, it's a blend of, okay, this person was fine with this vaccine. This person wasn't so fine with this vaccine. This person lived. This person died. It's, you know, you have to make a decision whether – you know, what chance do you want to take? Do you want to risk getting the vaccine or do you want to risk getting, you know, whatever the virus is or the infection is that the vaccine is trying to treat? You have to decide that. And I'm just relaying information to you. That's it. So, you know, you have this person that comes on here and she's like, you know, loved your podcast up until you linked this. And I'm like, I'm not the only one linking this. There's thousands, tens of thousands of people across the globe that are having these experiences that are that doctors are saying that, you know, these researchers and scientists that are saying that there's stuff in there that can harm someone, that does cause certain things. It's 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 right there. 
The studies and the data are right there, and people differ on their opinions. Who's right and who's wrong? We don't know that. But I do know what happened to my grandson, and I do have the right to my opinion, and I do have the right to talk about it. And so if you don't want to follow my podcast, good riddance to you. I don't need you. I don't want somebody close-minded like that on my podcast. You are not the type of person I want to hear from. I don't, I don't care what you have to say if you're that close-minded. And I, like I said, I can't believe that I run a supernatural podcast that deals with the Bible and giants and dogmen and Bigfoot and E.T. and all these different entities and ghosts and the rake and, you know, little people. And I have a close-minded person like that when it comes to vaccines or autism that's giving me criticism. Why on earth would I take anything you had to say to heart if that's the kind of mind frame you have? Like this is not the channel for a person like that. You shouldn't be on a channel like this if you're that close-minded. That's basically what I have to say about that. But it was just very interesting. Like I said, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I've gotten, you know, a couple things. Most of the things on my review, there's like three of them that were just like, okay, this doesn't even make sense. One guy said that, you know, I uh, that I talk in cliches, which a lot of people do. I mean, most people do have some cliche talk when they're talking, no matter who they are. Um, I don't think I only talk in cliches, <laughs> cliches, however you pronounce it. And he said that I had told, um, I just retell old stories that, um, like I get off the internet or something and I was just scratching my head. I'm like, what? I, you know, and I, it just didn't make sense to me because that's not true at all. I'm talking about my own personal experiences. I do interviews and I, I relay whatever information that I've learned along the way that I feel is important to share with you. And then I had one of my listeners came on and, and, and actually defended me. And I thank you for that. That was awesome. Uh, I think it was a male. He, he said that, um, you know, Tracy doesn't do that. Like, you must be on the wrong podcast. He said, you know, she does a lot, mostly interviews, which I like, he said. And uh, he said that, you know, you must be looking at another pod, <laughs> listening to another podcast with the same title because there's quite a few of them, actually. And I just kind of chuckled because I thought that's cute that he he defended me. So, like, if you hear one podcast, don't judge an entire – or I'm sorry, if you hear one episode, don't, don't judge an entire podcast on just one or two episodes. Listen to several, like, and, and jump around a bit and see if you can grasp some more out of it because you never know. You might – there might be others that you love and some that you don't like so much. I mean, that's, that's always the case. You always have some, you know, there's, there's ones I do that I don't care for as much. And then others I do that are fantastic. So, um, so that, you know, I had that and then there was, uh, something else. I, I, oh, the sound, there was a guy that commented on the sound and I was like, well, I can't, you know, he probably listened to the, the one, um, there was a couple where I did interviews. I had to do, um, recordings off of another device and, I told you guys that the sound was really poor at the time. It was the only way I could do it, though. There was nothing I could do about it. So I, I was, you know, gathering that he probably heard one of those and just gave up, you know. <laughs> I just kind of chuckled. But I, I get a lot of tremendous feedback that, you know, are great, is just great to hear from everybody. And it's positive and I love it. It's just sometimes when people say something that's negative or that you disagree with or you feel like isn't, you know, really the truth, you, you tend to get a little bit, you know, out of sorts about it. And that's kind of where I'm standing with some of it, but you can't let it all bother you because you just, you're going to have haters and you're going to have even competitors. There could be people out there that are your, is, you know, they feel like they're your competitors or they're in the similar, you know, a similar genre or field that you're in and they, they put stuff up or, you know, it's just, there's a whole barrage of stuff out there, but you know, you just have to kind of, you know, just keep, plugging, you know, keep moving forward and plugging away at it. Um, so, you know, back to Ron, he just, you know, he's just, he's just a great guy. It was a wonderful interview. I hope to have it up here within the week for you. I'm going to try to have uh, Richard clean it up for us so that we don't hear the sound of the, um, the machinery in the back. It would just like, it would, it would pick up, you know, and you could hear it real loud and then it would kind of drop down. Then it would pick up again. At first I thought he had some kind of 
um, like device. He had like a battery charger is almost what it sounds like that, you know, like a high, it would just like high powered battery charger that would go on and then go down. And then I realized, you know, I hadn't caught initially where he said he had some guys working at the house. And then I realized, you know, what was going on. So I'm really hoping to get that cleaned up for you guys because you got this interview is great. It was, we talked about things that I don't think he's talked much about with um, other people. Like there was just some stuff there that I don't remember really hearing Ron talk about before. And I felt really, you know, glad he was on. He said he would come back on again. And I love that because he's just, he's just a fantastic guy. So just really great. You know, there's some people that I really love having on and, and Ron is just a really, really great guy. So I have some stories for you tonight. Um, and that's pretty much what the podcast is tonight. I'm just going to you know, throw some treats out there with just doing stories and, you know, keeping it kind of simple tonight and then hoping to get my interview with Ron out here in the next, you know, how many days. I can't say exactly when, hopefully soon, but if I can't get that cleaned up, we are going to be stuck with the with the sound. I'm sorry if that happens, but it's still a great interview and I hope you enjoy it and don't get distracted with the sound. So, so here is the first story. Um, when I was a kid, we had a place we went to to see our grandparents. They were very religious people who lived out in this country area that was really closed off from everything. They didn't even drive, didn't have a car, and my pap used to walk everywhere. They didn't believe in a lot of things, didn't really use the modern stuff of today, and believed in keeping yourself as pure as you possibly could. So we weren't allowed to play things like board games and cards and stuff like that. So needless to say, we would have to find other ways to entertain ourselves, and that usually meant us going off to play in the yards for a little bit, and then eventually led us off into the woods, since the property was completely surrounded by trees, with a small road that led to the house from a larger road that was still kind of a back country road. And we would do things like build forts and just run through the woods and do all the fun kid stuff that you do when you use your imagination. We played a lot of pretend games and picked berries and stuff like that. It was a wonderful childhood. It really was. Our idea of being rebellious and wild in today's terms would be something that would make the kids look like they were righteous basically today. It was very it was a very different time. One day, my aunt and I, who were very close in age, so we were more like siblings, were out picking berries. She used to like to find these little plants. I don't know what they were called, but the flower part has a little tiny flower that comes out of it, and it has like this other little part to it almost... Oh, I'm sorry, it has like this other little part to it and it almost looks like a bird beak or something and if you touch it it jumps and kind of spirals and coils up it was really cool she used to love to play with them and she used to love to find those okay i'm sorry some of the way when people write letters you gotta you had to kind of like decipher some of it she used to love to play with them and she used to love to find them I don't know the name, the names of these plants either, but they were like a cocoon plant. When you opened it up, it used to love to open those things up. So we were out looking for those things and picking blackberries because they had a long strip of blackberries all along the road. There were all these blackberries and farther into the woods. We loved them. We used to pick them and fill our bowls and buckets and take them back to our family. And we would have them for after dinner and stuff or put sugar in and mash them up and eat them. One day we were out there picking those berries and I remember she stopped dead. She just froze and I didn't know what was wrong. I thought maybe she was seeing a bear or something because we were always afraid of bear or snakes, constantly afraid of them and big spiders. And she was staring out into the woods and obviously I looked to see what she was looking at. And this... All I can do is describe it as a man with hooved feet that looked like it had the head of a goat. 
We had no idea what it was we were seeing. At the time, we thought it was some kind of freak thing that a goat was actually walking on its hind legs. We didn't know. We were just kids, but it was massive. I mean, we never saw anything so big, and it turned and looked at us. It was deeper into the wooded area, and it was darker in there because of the canopy of the trees, and the eyes were glowing a bright red, and they were pretty big eyes. They weren't like those these tiny eyes that were looking at us. These were pretty big eyes. They were huge, and all we knew was that to us, as being kids, we thought some huge goat was just walking on hind legs. We didn't understand it. We grew up with family members that had farms and stuff, so we were used to seeing bulls and things like that that were really big, and we just kind of attributed it to, like, if a bull were to stand up, it would be pretty darn tall. We just couldn't wrap our minds around it. If we didn't around it, we didn't know what it was. I mean, we really thought we knew what it was. We thought we knew it was a goat, but we just couldn't grasp the fact that it was walking on just two of its legs like a man walks. We noticed it had very muscular arms and legs, but down below the knee it looked like goat's legs, only thicker, and the eyes were red. We didn't know, you know, of any animal that had eyes that were that big and glowed like that especially in the daytime. This wasn't like a normal glow, like a cat's eyes. This was like something was burning inside of this beast, and he looked at us, or it looked at us. I don't know if it was a he or a she, but we just knew something was wrong. It's something that hit you. There's this fear factor that no matter how you try to justify something like that, even as a child, you know something is wrong. We didn't detect any smell that I can remember, but I do remember this feeling of absolute fear to the point where we just screamed and we took off up the road towards the house. Never knew if it was trying to chase us or if it would have done anything to us because we took off so fast and the house really wasn't that far away. I'm not sure if it wanted us, it could have gotten us, but it was almost just like it was walking through the forest and it just glanced over at us, is what we saw. So it was pretty terrifying. So that's my story. I wanted to send it in to you. Not something I tell everybody every day. But since this stuff is now being shared more, I figured now is the time to tell. And people may not mock you when you do it. Absolutely love your channel. Hope you're around for many years to come. And keep growing your audience. A from Pennsylvania. Well, that was a goat man story, guys. That story was actually a goat man story. You don't hear too many of them. That's pretty cool. Next story. New Jersey, born and raised here. And I wanted to tell you a story about the time we went camping. And I'm pretty sure we had an encounter with the Bigfoot clan. We all decided to pack up one day and go out quite a way to a beautiful lake. People fished there, but no swimming allowed. I believe it's a man-made lake and something about the bottom being created with cement or something. I had heard so they don't allow swimming. The lake is beautiful, though. Up in the mountain, a bit in a pretty heavily forested area. We all got our stuff around and met up there and found a spot to camp in. Great spot under a copse of pine trees. It was back up in more, but you can still still see the lake. It was really cool. We set up camp and made dinner. We used to make this stew that I don't know if you guys know of that you throw everything in the foil, put it on the fire, and it's just delicious. I love that stuff. You put hamburger in it with all the vegetables and hopefully you take some salt with you and it's the best. And when we used to camp, it was called Susqua stew. That's what we called it. I know exactly what they're talking about. Got dinner done onto dessert with s'mores and marshmallows and got some coffee and just sitting around talking and having a great time. Beautiful area underneath the trees. It was all matted down with pine needles, so it was really soft and it was all canopied with pine trees, which are just gorgeous, and we got settled in for the night in our sleeping bags. 
We didn't have a tent. We were all sleeping out in the actual wild with nothing around us, just our sleeping bags and the fire. I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. One of my buddies went with me because he was awake and he was feeling uneasy to go alone, so was a bit relieved when he saw me awake and wanting to go off to do my business. On our way back out, we heard like a shifting up in the trees. You could tell it was coming from above, and I looked up, and there looks like a freaking gorilla sitting up in a tree. That's literally what it looked like. I can't explain it any other way. Like I was looking at this massive gorilla-looking creature up in a tree, and it scared the living hell out of us. We rushed back to camp, woke everybody up, told them, let's go. We will explain later and grabbed our stuff very fast and haphazardly and split dodge. Poor others with us waking up out of a dead sleep to be yelled at. Let's go, not knowing what's going on. No time to explain. I can only imagine how they felt. We get to town and stop at a place to grab coffee and explain what we saw. When we told them what we saw, we didn't think... There were gorillas around the area, but we also knew legends of Bigfoot, and we, when we talked about it, that's what we came up with. With that, this had to be a Bigfoot. The worst part of it was as we were pulling out of there that night, we saw the trees shaking like crazy, like something was either moving it or coming down. What we thought was the thing was coming down out of the tree, and we looked out into the woods as we were leaving, and you could see probably ten sets of eyes looking at us. It was the craziest thing I've ever been through, and I never want to go through it again. We hightailed it out of there and never went back. Haven't been camping since, and I don't think I'm going to try it again either. I would have to literally have to take grenades with me to get me out and do the camping thing again. And that's sad how this stuff ruins, you know, camping and hunting and, you know, hiking and all that stuff for everybody that encounters this kind of, most thing, no, most people, I shouldn't say everybody, there are some people that will still go back out, but it's really a shame, especially, you know, there these creatures and entities are picking the most beautiful parts of our world to inhabit and, you know, just infiltrate and destroy for us. I mean, it's really sad. Next story. Single gal living the van life. I sold my house and decided to go out on my own and live in a camper van. I'm a nature lover. I love to be out in nature. I felt I'd be pretty safe if I was inside my camper and had my weapons, bear spray, and my dog, and I thought everything would be okay. One night I was terrorized the entire night, probably, oh, for, I would say, oh my gosh, five to six hours. At the campground area, everybody had left except for one other couple that were not close to me, but they were around the area at least. I think I had fallen asleep probably about 12 midnight. Whatever it was woke me up around 2 a.m. It was it just kept walking around my camper for quite a while, then seemed to go away, and I thought it was gone. But then it came back and knocked three times, over and over again. Knocked three times, then stop. Knocked three times again, then stop. It would not go away. I would say something. I would yell for it to stop and go away, but it would just stand there and knock or walk around. Then I just heard it go walking off. And I didn't move. I just stayed there. I was just paralyzed. I couldn't move. Scared me to death. It sounded so big. The breathing sound was so heavy. I just thought it was a guy, like a really big guy. Maybe playing a practical joke. Who knows? When daylight broke, I got out of my camper. And there's these really weird footprints all around in the snow on the ground. Some of the weirdest tracks I've ever seen. I can't even explain it. Like, I don't even know... It almost reminded me of a giant bird, but it was thicker, you know, like had more width to it. I just couldn't make out what it was, but it definitely did not look human or a human was wearing some really weird shoes or something. I don't know what was going on. It looked as if it had three claws 
and must have been 18-inch tracks. I packed up and told the other campers, then reported it to the campground, and I left. It was a really bad night for me. This happened in New Mexico. I'm still living the camper life and no other bad experiences. I try to go where there's several others around me pretty close, though. Thought you might like my story to share with the others. That was three claws. I'm trying to think what could have just three claws. I don't know if anybody's heard of, I mean, anything having three claws. It's kind of odd. I have an encounter story to tell from New York State. First, I want to tell you that I just love your podcast and have several family members and friends hooked as well. We adore the way you blend everything. It seems to be your uniqueness. My name is Ella. We used to love to play on my parents' farm out in the cornfields. They had barns and silos, and it was just amazing. An amazing way to grow up. I loved it. Myself and all my cousins and siblings and aunts and uncles and all of our family. It was just the best. We had such a big family. We used to like to camp out some nights as well in the yards. We would, I'm sorry, we used to like to camp out some nights as well in the yards. We would try to get near the cornfields just for the kicks of it to scare ourselves more because it got spooky out there at night. In the daytime, we would always run through the cornfields and play in them and hide and stuff. And we would collect corn and just do such fun stuff out there. It was such a cool place to be. It felt so free and innocent looking back now. One day it was getting to be dusk and I was out there with my one cousin. And we were picking corn for dinner for the next meal the following night. As we were picking the corn, we felt this weird vibration underneath our feet like something was vibrating almost like you felt like an earthquake was starting and it scared the pants off of us and then about two minutes later it stopped it went on for a couple of minutes and then it just stopped so we felt comfortable and less afraid once it had stopped we were talking and we felt comfortable that things had settled down and we started picking corn again and the next thing you know, we heard this weird, low, but powerful growl. We didn't know what the heck it was. We were like, what in the world could be in the corn with us? This didn't make any sense, so we're looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. It was like this really powerful sound, like it wasn't normal. And the next thing we knew, we saw the tops of ears coming through the corn. They were pitch black, and I remember just seeing... The tops of ears, almost like, you know, a dog that would be standing on its legs and there's the head is actually above the corn, but the face was still in the corn and all you could make out was the tops of the ears. It was like walking towards us and the ground was vibrating. You could feel the ground shake and feel the pressure that it was making as it was taking each step like it was vibrating the ground. It wasn't the same vibration that we felt before, though. It almost felt like almost like if a helicopter landed or something like that or you're having an earthquake and you know something different that was really powerful, but the walking vibration was different. It was a vibration from when you walk if something really large like an elephant was walking or a giant or something along those kind of lines. And we saw those ears peek out over that corn walking towards us and we screamed bloody murder, dropped the corn and went tearing back to the house hysterical. We never saw exactly what it was, but we definitely knew something was really off that evening. And now looking back in retrospect, I think it was a dog man, and I'm so grateful that we lived through that. We couldn't tell if our parents believed us when we got back in hysterical tears, talking fast, telling our tale. But later I overheard my aunt telling my other aunt that she had seen something similar, and I knew she probably believed us then. We didn't talk about it after. We played in the corn a few times after, but it took time to be unafraid enough to go back out, and it wasn't the same and not many times more. The fear was there, and it ruined our trust to feel safe. 
I don't know what it was we felt. First, then saw the ears. I'm sorry, I don't know what it was we felt first, then saw the ears to whatever giant was walking towards us. Whatever it was, it seemed huge, and all I know is it isn't common to see dog ears up as high as corn, which can grow up to 12 feet. <laughs> That's definitely true. That would definitely make you really wonder what the heck is going on, wouldn't it? Next story. My name is Jack. I live up in New England where the skiing and snowmobiling is great in winter. My story isn't long. I was out snowmobiling with some buddies and happened to look back to see a freaking giant gray dog bounding after us as we were racing down the path. It stopped abruptly and stood up really fast on its rear legs. I don't know what that was. I have since learned of dogmen. You can't unsee that, and you wouldn't believe it unless you see it. The sheer size, especially the head, and the creature looks like Arnold on double steroids. It shouldn't exist, yet it does. <clears throat> I never would have believed in it, but I saw it with my own eyes, and one of my buddies did too. The way it moved is nothing like you can imagine. Its speed is supernatural. I can't even believe they exist. I'm in shock over it. A world with real monsters is what we live in. If they want you, they will get you. If you get away, it allowed you to get away. That much I know. Things just keep getting weirder. Keep your eyes open, everyone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that would be... I don't know. I can't imagine... I, I just can't imagine being out anywhere and, you know looking over and, you know, you, <clears throat> you basically see a werewolf. It, it, I mean, it's just, it's, that's literally what's happening. You look over and you either see a giant, a hair covered giant, or you see a werewolf, you know, or God knows what else, you know, grays, little people, ETs of whatever, you know, the description is. I mean, <laughs> Wendigos, goat men, <laughs> Weird isn't the name for it. I have, um, hang on, let me grab a drink here. I have a listener, uh, named Co, <clears throat> that's been sending me letters this, uh, this week and sent me a lot of stuff and it's really good stuff. I'm going to read just the first one that they sent me and then the last one actually was just a short one and then I'll I'll go I'll read the in between letters next next uh episode but what they're doing is they're sending me pictures like um they actually draw their descriptions of what they they saw and have encountered experience like lucid dreaming and um just things that have shown up at their house and and stuff like that and it's the drawings are really great so I'm going to post them up on the Facebook page, on the In the Dark Facebook page. So if you guys want to find them or, or see what the person, you know, what they were describing, like see the actual illustrations, catch it there because that's where I'm going to put it on. Hello, miss. My name is Simply Co. I have recently come across your podcast and after just listening to the first episode was so relieved and happy to finally find someone real who is looking for the same answers I am. My whole childhood life has been filled with magical, otherworldly happenstances. I apologize if this letter turns into a novel, but I have a lot of things to share. Maybe I'll send them separately if this gets to be too long. And I will share all the stories, too. Not today. I'm going to do two today, and I'll share the rest next episode. Uh, then, first experiences I recall came in the form of lucid dreaming and astral projecting. The lucid dreaming I could do literally on command. Being a kid, I felt like it was normal and that everybody did it, that it was how people dreamt. I looked forward to going to sleep because I couldn't wait to see what adventure I'd be going on. Also, I should note that if for whatever reason I woke up or got woken up, I could literally put myself back into the dream right where I left off. This is where some say I was doing it before it was a thing. 
I would love to be able to, to, I've done lucid dreaming. I think we all have. Um, I would love to be able to put myself back into a dream again, right where I left off. I would love to be able to do that. I had a great dream last night, actually. Um, and the next one is the astral projecting. I would love to be able to do that. The only thing with astral projecting is that I feel like I would literally need to have a conversation with God and get the okay to do that because I feel like you could potentially get lost or pick up demonic entities or some kind of an entity and bring it back with you. And that scares me. So I would, I'm just not sure, you know, I'm not really sure we should be trying to do it. I mean, if you do it naturally without trying, that's one thing. But if you're actually, you know, searching for it, I don't know if that's so okay. So not long ago, after I developed lucid dreaming abilities, I started astral projecting. Again, being a kid, I thought it was normal and that everyone could do it. Now, I only seem to recall three instances from my nightly travels. One time, I remember floating through my bedroom ceiling and ending up on the roof of our house. I don't recall what happened after, but on another night, I remember waking up with my face and hands pressed against the ceiling, almost as if I couldn't break through as I had before. When I tried to turn my head to look at my bed, I caught a glimpse of myself still sleeping and almost immediately fell back into my body. This last recollection is by far the most terrifying. I remember being conscious in our kitchen. Every light was off. It was pitch black, dark in there. I was standing with my back against the wall next to our kitchen sink. Even though it was dark, for some reason I could still see. So while I'm standing there, this being, this being appeared in front of me. If you've ever seen the movie E.T., this thing looked almost exactly like him. I was horrified, especially when it stretched its neck up to get a better look at me. Its face was literally almost nose-to-nose -nose with mine, and I'm pretty sure we all know what happened next. I screamed at the top of my lungs, or at least I tried to. No sound came out at all, and that terrified me even more. My eyes were as big as basketballs with fear, and my mouth formed an anguished O of pure horror. The next thing I knew, I was sucked up through the ceiling and back into my body that was laying in my bed. <clears throat> Something must have been protecting them. I instantly woke up but couldn't move, and thus began my bouts with sleep paralysis. And that's what I'm talking about. Now... Co obviously didn't intend on doing, you know, astral projecting. And I actually think I might have done it when I was a kid as well. Um, but the fact that, you know, they landed themselves with, you know, coming face to face with a being that looked like E.T., which would be an alien, which I believe is demonic or another form of which demonic, as I've said before, is just a term it's a generalized term to just basically say a dark entity. Okay, it doesn't mean it's actually a demon. That's I don't mean to, you know, reference it to that point. But, and then they come back and they have sleep paralysis. So now you've brought back something with you. <clears throat> I have way more stories of visitations from aliens and ghosts alike. If you wish, which I'm certain you do, I will happily share them with you. I also have some concerns regarding spiritual attacks through dreams, I'd like to discuss with you. I've had many spiritual attacks through dreams. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. Simply Co. And Co. also writes another, this is a shorter one. I was listening to the episode where you interviewed your daughter and she just so happened to mention Ricketts Glen. A few years ago, I went hiking up there at the day park where the waterfall trail is with a friend. Being me, I snapped tons of pics along the way, and when I got back home, I went through them and noticed that we were being followed by some tiny fairy-looking creature. The pics were taken on an older phone model, so they are a little blurry, but I circled three instances where they, creature, or creatures, showed up. It looks like a tiny man with sunglasses on, and in on pic, it looks, I'm, I'm sorry, in in one pic, it looks like a tiny beret on his head. Another pic, you can only see his sunglasses. And in the other, it can 
and, and in the other, you can see his whole upper half with sunglasses and what looks to me like a mini pirate captain hat. And to me, it looks as though he is either riding on or accompanied by another creature. And you can see the pictures. Um, I will put them, like I said, again, up on the Facebook in the dark page. So that's it for the stories for tonight, guys. Um, hope you didn't mind my little venting session in the beginning. I just, you know, I just want, I want you guys to understand, you know, that we're all different and everybody has opinions and I'm going to upset you. There's going to be things in this, this podcast that you don't agree with that I say, things that I feel, things that I've experienced and that's formed my opinions and I am subject to change. You know, if you, if you have a, a, a point of view that you want to, you know, share with me and see if you could get me to, to change my opinion, I am very, very open to that. I don't, I just don't profess to be an expert in very much. I'm, it's, it's just, I have my feelers out there in the world and I know what I've experienced. I know how I feel from my experiences and I'm sharing that with you. And I have my opinions because of those experience experiences with the disclaimer that it's always, you know, subject to change. I mean, that's what life is. We're growing and we're learning. And we have to keep open minds, especially on a channel like this. I mean, you know, you can't get on a channel like this and be open-minded with all these other things and then say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to. I'm just not going to hear that. There's just no way that can be the case when, yes, there is. I mean, there's always a way that, in, I mean, it's like everybody that lives on this planet that's had a lifetime on this planet has had different experiences than others. We've all had different variances, you know, different nuances to everything that's happened to us. And we're going to learn from each other by sharing our experiences, not just forming just an absolute stubborn opinion and not being open to hearing somebody else out to saying, Hey, there's a chance this could have happened to you. There's a chance that this could be that maybe it's a little bit of both. And it it's like that for so many things. I've always said in relationships that a lot of times in relationships, there is no right or wrong. It's just a difference of opinion. You know, it's people's perspective and what they've experienced and what they've learned and the way they feel, the way they were raised and things that, you know, they've observed. And so it gives you a perspective. And so you might have different perspectives on things. So a lot of times there is no right or wrong. There's so many times I've been in debates with people and I, and I've stopped and I've been like, I've listened to their side and I've heard and I've felt and you know, listen to my side and there was a little bit of right in both opinions or a lot of right in both opinions. They were just differences of opinions. And what we're facing today is that so many people just aren't willing to hear the other side or even say, hey, you know, you're right and I'm right. Or we both have a point of view that has validity and that's like that with, you know, politics. It's like that with, you know, medical stuff. I mean, the medical field is a science. It's, it's, it's a whole world of just everybody is different. Every, you know, organism that's alive has, you know, can be reactive to things that another isn't reactive to. So you, there's just no textbook with this stuff. And a lot of the problem with doctors is that they learn textbook medicine and it just, it isn't, it just simply isn't that way for everybody. You know, you can, you can have people that come in and they, they have the, you know, the classic textbook symptoms and you can treat them with a textbook medicine. And then there's this whole other group of people that, you know, they don't, present that way. They present with all these other different symptoms and doctors have to figure it out and certain medications work on some person, just like antidepressants. You know, there's so many that they have to go through for each person to find the one that works. That should give you a, just an inkling of what's going on here. So to sit there and tell somebody, you know, oh, that's, you know, 
There's no way that could happen. That's just, it's ludicrous in my opinion. You have to keep an open mind to a degree. Even with God, how many books were taken out of the Bible? How much of the Bible has been set up that it's an agenda for man? That they've taken parts of what we were supposed to know and they've only given us part of it, part of the story. How much about God have we had hidden from us? Things that we don't know about him. Things that we were supposed to know. Our abilities. We've been robbed of those abilities. It's been taken out of us through through fluoridation and other you know means. The toxicity in the air and the water and the foods and everything around us. Like There is a whole world of knowledge and things for us to learn out there right now. The last thing we need to do is close our mind off because somebody has a varying opinion or difference of opinion than, you know, another person. We just can't have that right now. We can't afford that if we're going to have any kind of real growth here. So keep your minds open. Keep your minds open. Keep learning. Keep searching for answers. Don't form definite 100% opinions on much. I mean, there are things out there that you know to be true. You know, like I said, you go out, get in a car accident, you end up paralyzed. You know that car paralyzed you, you know. It's, it's, there's certain facts that you know that you, there's just solid 100%, you know it's true. But there's just so much learning to be had. So keep your minds open. And like I said, I am not an expert. I'm just sharing my experiences and I'm sharing things I've heard, you know, things I feel, things I, I feel God has shown me. Um, still doesn't mean I'm right. You, you can always, I'm just, you know, I'm always learning. I wanted to read something to you real quick before I go. It's just a real quick thing. I really like this. This is my ending to you for the night. May the words you speak are used to bless others. May the words you hear bring joy and peace to your soul. May the things you see spread beauty. May the things you do impact others in a positive way. May the tears you weep water a beautiful garden of strength and growth. May your gratitude turn to multitude of blessings. May your thoughts and heart be pure. May the glory of the Lord bless you and keep you. May your prayers open doors so that doors can be opened for others. May we be a ripple effect of joy and peace from above. Love always wins. Complain less. Be blessed. We are all in this together. And isn't that the truth? We are all in this together. Love to you all. Stay safe. Say your prayers. And God bless you all. I will be talking to you soon. Take care.